UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And today, we're going to talk about all the news out of Ann Arbor. First things first, Rashawn Gary, it has been revealed, will not be participating in Michigan's bowl destination. Well, Andy... I uh, I'm gonna start off with that. Uh, you know, I have I have some thoughts on this. You know, there are a lot of people um, criticizing Rashawn Gary, and you know how things are on the internet. Sometimes, uh, you know, I think it's fine to disagree with his decision, but it's one thing to to make personal asides, you know, personal slams against somebody. Personally, I completely understand his decision to not play in the ball game. Um, you know. From where I sit, Michigan's season, for all intents and purposes, ended when they lost to Ohio State. And it would be one thing if he was, you know, choosing to sit out if Michigan invaded the college football playoffs, or if he had not come back to help them try to compete for a Big Ten championship. But that's not the case. You know, I think the best thing for Rashawn Gary and the best thing for Michigan right now is for him to focus on getting ready for the NFL draft, get drafted, have a great NFL career, and be a great commercial for the University of Michigan football team. You know, the, the way that I think it, another way that I think it helps the team, in that rather than him, you know, going through the next month or so, taking reps for, for a bowl game that, again, is largely irrelevant to me as far as, as the success of the season goes, you know, they could beat you know, their bowl opponent by 100 points, and it's not going to get them any closer to winning a Big Ten championship um, or, or, or beating Ohio State or making the college football playoffs. You know, those ships have sailed. You know, by sitting out, he's letting some other players get reps. He's letting the team get better for next year. And, you know, again, you know, the downside would be that, you know, if he, if he did play, you know, if he gets hurt, then that's going to put a you know a, a pail over a, a larger pail over the season. So again, I really think that not only is it the right decision for him, but it, it's the best decision for Michigan. You know, guys are going to get more reps to prepare. One of the things that that coaches talk about, you know, making a bowl game so critical is that you get those extra practices and you get a chance to review, you know, the fifth year seniors to see if you're going to give them another chance to come back. You give players an opportunity to be evaluated and perhaps move positions. So I, for one, listen, I, I, I'm not super happy about it. I think in a perfect world it would be great if he were able to come back, but I completely understand it. And, and again, I, I'm not going to take shots at a guy who's who's been really good, you know, a great representative for Michigan and, and a really good guy to talk to, you know, a good interview and and. Andy, I know you feel differently, and, and I'm not I'm not insinuating that you're one of the people taking shots at him. It's perfectly, I hope not, it's I'm per- not. yeah, it's oh no, it's perfectly legitimate to disagree with the decision. Uh, I just I, I really wanted to come out and start the podcast, you know, kind of supporting you know his decision uh, on a number of levels, and uh, I leave the floor to you because again, I know you are you know, you, you do disagree with me, but I just wanted to. To, to make a strong case for Rashawn, because I, I really think uh, he's been kind of the target of a lot of unfair criticism from from some of the uh, some of the 
the darker corners of the internet. I agree that uh, Rashawn has been a great Michigan man, and he has done it. He's been a good interview. He's nice to be around. He's intelligent and everything. And the only question is, is he a good example of why people leave early to go to the pros when they think they might get hurt in a rough bowl game? And I don't think he's a good example for that. I think he's an exception to any rule if you want to apply to that because of the fact that he's hurt to begin the season. He missed four games. He's not fully healed yet. And... He needs the time off to heal. So this takes him out of the, out of the question of whether or not he has a Jake Butt syndrome that, that was, that some ball players lean to, to leave early because they might get hurt like Butt did, which ruined his entrance into the, his pro career. And even, and that's understand, understandable too. Gary was a top recruit in the 16th class. And he is guaranteed, he is a guaranteed first round pick. And some say it is possible that he could go in the uh, top ten. All that is good stuff. So all I can do is thank Gary for being here and hope that none of the rest of them, including Patterson, uh, decide to do the same thing this year. I have to disagree with you and chide you a little bit on one point. Every game that Michigan plays on a national stage with people all over looking at them uh, is an important game. And it's important that they win now, not for what it does for last season, which may, like you say, be in most fans' minds a failure, but it is truly the start of the next year. And those 15 practices... What they do in that game, the understudies getting a little more play, Patterson getting more experience, all that is good stuff. And it might be, it just might be a very close and exciting game because Florida this year is has a very good offense. Michigan has a limping defense at this time, and it's going to be interesting to me personally to see what they can do to uh, limit the effectiveness of Florida when they were at sea against Ohio State. So it may, may be a good thing. And it, yeah, I'm not, it's not a bad thing that, that Rashawn is leaving, but he is not a typical example of why some people leave. Anyway, uh, what's your next? You got more to say on that subject? Well, I, I think you make a good point. I mean, you know, Rashawn is different in that, you know, he is. I, I've always taken the view that if you are a first-round draft pick, you should go, okay? And, yeah. you know, there's this balance of why do you go to college, okay? Why do you go to the University of Michigan? And, you know, to my thought is, you know, you go so that you can be a great contributor for your job, whatever that may be. You know, Andy, I, I, I struggle with, if somebody had come along to me, you know, after my junior year and offered me the money that these guys are going to get, especially, and, and again, I make the qualifier, if you're, if you're a consensus by all the scouts, you know, and, and by everybody's mind, if you're a consensus first-round pick, 
the money that you can lose by getting hurt and falling out of that first round versus the money that's on the table, I, I genuinely think you should go. I think you should take it. Um, you know, again, you know, get... Don't, dis- don't disagree at all. These people, in a way, when they're stars in college football and going pro, they're a little like beauty queens. There's a time clock running. They have a short period of time, with a possible exception of Tom Brady, to to make that big money, to, to hit the home run, uh, to, to do what they can do and what they spend a lifetime trying to do. So I'm with you. I can see why they jump. I'm not... Uh, but, 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 you know, but, but I do agree with you. I mean, but I, I put that qualifier on it. If you're a first-round draft pick, okay, if you're not, uh-huh. I think you should always come back because you can improve your stock. And, and you know, we've talked about, I mean, I think everybody at this point knows Michigan's going to the Peach Bowl, which is not exactly, you know, on the wish list of places people would want to go. I think a lot of people were hoping that Michigan was going to slip into the Rose Bowl. Um, but, again, they're going to the Peach Bowl. They're playing Florida, which at this point I kind of figure we should just put on the schedule because we're seeing them so often. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not saying... You know, give up the game, don't care, okay? If anything, I'm saying, listen, let's, you know, by Rashawn going, it's, it's you know, giving some people some opportunities who really want to make a name for themselves, who really want to improve. Um, and, again, I don't want Michigan to, to go out on a loss. Uh, but, but again, and on the other hand, I don't want somebody like, say, I don't want Rashawn to come back and, and, and trying to be careful and not being hurt. Okay, you know, maybe maybe holding up a little bit because you don't want to get injured. So, um, again, I mean, and also Rashawn is a special case because he did miss a huge chunk of the season. So in my yeah, mind, we did. we've already seen the defense pretty play pretty well without him. Um, and uh, again, you know, maybe you know there are guys who aren't as highly regarded as him. Maybe somebody gets in and has a huge game, and and you know it boosts their chances to get to get um, drafted. Uh, I guess the, the thing that I struggle with is there's this thought out there that somehow he's letting the team down, that he's disrespecting Michigan, that he's letting the fans down, that he owes them something. And, you know, these guys take a beating. Um, you know, it, it, again, I, I just, I, I think it's, you know, and again, it's from the, the crazier sides of the Internet, right? It's It's not, I think, most people who are um, who are reasonable, um, but again, it's it's for for a guy who's basically putting his future on the line every time he goes out there. You know, it, it's now there are a number of people out there that say that that uh, Rashawn did not play up to his potential, and certainly yes, this year that might be true because of the injuries. But uh, I think they're a better team when he is in there than they have been without him, even this year. But some of the guys coming along, like Quiddy Pay and Uche, man, they're, they're going to be good, too. And let's see. It's going to be fun to watch and see whether Michigan can develop an effective pass rush against these people when you recall how they did, how it all went to hell against Ohio State. They didn't get a sack against Ohio State. Let's see what Brown's got. It's going to be interesting. Can he answer the question uh, and put 
put a big rush on what it seems to be a pretty damn good offense. Well, there's a couple points that, you know, I think, you know, we don't know for sure, right? They're not exactly forthcoming with injury information, you know. That's right. You know, was Chase Winovich and Rashawn Gary both banged up a little bit? Were they not them? Were they not them? Their butt kicking selves, right? Is that one of the reasons the rush uh, didn't exactly look as dominating as it ha- dominating as it has in the past? Um, you know, uh, you know, three weeks of rest. Uh, I expect Chase to be to be a monster. Um, so again. You know, but, you know, Andy, we, we've made this point, and, and specifically last season when the defense kind of ran out of gas. You know, I, I've made the point that perhaps Michigan's defense is a bully defense, okay? Perhaps they're going to beat the crap out of anybody who has less talent than them. And I mean, not just dominate, but beat the snot out of them, okay? And, and, and you could say that for most of the season. But when they're yep. confronted with a team of equal talent, you know, an offense that's going to challenge them, that's not going to, um, you know, you know, roll over, that that they get popped in the nose and, and kind of step back a little bit. And I wonder if that's what we saw against Ohio State. So I, I'm looking forward to see how they're going to come back against Florida. Um, I mean, again, I, I think there's this there, there's a question that needs to be answered: Is Michigan's defense good enough to make you top ten, but not good enough to get you in the top four? And, and that's really where where Michigan wants to be. I mean, you know, and, and I've been given a lot of thought to what are my goals for for every season for Michigan team, and how do I judge every coach? And I and I and I think these goals stand up, you know, through time. You know, the first one is first one is did you beat Ohio State? Did you win the Big Ten? And did you did you make the college football playoffs and compete for a national championship? Right. And the question is, is this defense is definitely good, I mean, to get you in the top ten, but is it good enough to beat Ohio State? Is it good enough to win a Big Ten championship? And can you get in the college football playoffs? And those questions are, are still unanswered to me. And I, I struggle with, you know, if Michigan was a top ten team year in, year out, would I be happy with that? And the answer is, if you can't beat Ohio State, you know, and again, I, I'm not... I'm not asking you to beat Ohio State every year, but you got to trade blows with them. And, and again, unfortunately, we both know that hasn't been the case. So, um, one, one thing that I'm interested in is Don Brown is going to see a crossing pattern again. He's going to see that same kind of thing, that uh, basic failure that they had against Ohio State and against some against Indiana and against Ohio State the year before is he going to put enough innovative stuff in there to tweak that offense so they can stop that crap? A little bit of zone now and then, when it's unexpected, might be a proper remedy. But I'm no coach, and I don't know. I wanna, I'm going to find out by watching that game what Don Brown knows about stopping that kind of stuff. Well... And, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, Michigan playing Florida in the Peach Bowl. And oh, oh, one thing I didn't mention today that I heard today uh, was a medalist is toying with the idea of going. Now, I, he's not high on my list. 
uh, thinking that he might go up toward the first round and nothing like that's going to happen. But it might be enough of an enticement to get him out of here. And the big question, of course, the big question mark is Shea Patterson. If Shea, Shea Patterson has an extremely good bowl game and recovers, uh, gets that offense in gear and gets it kicking like it, like we wished it had all year, is he going to go? That that's a question that we still have to. Be, that still has to be in the back of our minds. Yeah, and again, we're going to know at some point he's going to make an announcement. I think it's pretty clear he's going to play in the bowl game. So that's the that's, that's the good. thing that we know for sure. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised if Shea went pro. I, I think he needs a. I think he needs another year, but. You know, when you talk about Metellus, you know, you don't know what kind of pressures are, are on these guys. You know, and I always say, and I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody, but I, I do want to mention what's happened in the past, right? You never know where a guy is academically, okay? There have been cases where guys are barely hanging on, and, and they know they, they need to, that they might as well get out before, you know, while the getting's good, right? Then you have guys who have financial pressures, um, you know, from, right. their, from their family situation that, that, you know, the chance to get, to get a pro contract would make a significant difference, even, even an incoming pro contract. Um, and then you got guys who are just done. Okay. I mean, there are guys who, who just have had enough, you know, they're worried about mm-hmm. injuries. They're worried about, you know, the, uh, if you're going to go through, I mean, cause, cause let's be honest, this is a year round thing. Okay. They're doing, they're yes, doing yes. football year round. There are guys who are just ready to take their shot. And if they make it, great. And if not, they're going to go on and do something else. So, you know, there are all these different factors kind of looming in the background. You know, you have family and friends and hangers on telling you how great you are and how you're going to be the next Tom Brady or, or, you know, the next great thing, no matter what your coaches are telling you or what the scouts are telling you. So you have that shadow cast over everything. Um, now, I, I will tell you, listen, I, I think Shane Patterson's a great college quarterback. I think he works in our system. He doesn't strike me as a pro quarterback yet. Um, I, I think he needs to get a little bigger and stronger. But, again, you don't know what other, what other factor is, is uh, you know, weighing on him. And you also got to look at that, you know, he already started his career somewhere else. Again, he might be one of those guys who's just ready to get on to the next phase, wherever that may be. Um, but, you know, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how, um, you know, it looked like in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State was struggling with Northwestern only to uh, stretch the lead and the margin at the end. Um, you know, and, and I think the, the thing that's, that disappointed me was, you're hoping if Ohio, you know, and again, I can live with them winning or losing, but if they put on a really great show, there was a chance, an outside chance, they make, they perhaps make the college football playoffs, and then maybe Michigan slips into the Rose Bowl, which been a, which would have been a really nice consolation prize, um, you know, considering how sky high hopes were just a couple of weeks ago, to fall out of the Big Ten championship, fall out of the college football playoffs, fall out of the Rose Bowl and end up in the Peach Bowl is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not the, 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 uh, 
um, tasty part of the peach. It's the pits. You know, it's kind of pleasing to me personally that Ohio State did not meet their goals this year either, and that their their coach is crying foul because others have been picked before him. Uh, Notre Dame didn't have a play, uh, didn't have a uh, league championship game, and uh, Georgia has two losses. And all that leads Urban Meyer to say that, uh, hey, the Buckeyes have been screwed. The system has screwed me. And some of that may well be true. The system probably isn't the best. And it seems to me maybe they need to, to put the four, four extra teams and then four extra games in there to get eight, as, uh, as Harbaugh mentioned earlier in the season. But maybe that's a good thing. But, if we didn't meet our goals, but it is some satisfaction to me in, in a nasty way that Ohio hasn't either. And so they're not happy with the Rose Bowl, so you can be unhappy with anything. I was kind of hoping to go to the Rose Bowl if they didn't get in the, uh, didn't uh, win that. If they didn't get into the game against Northwestern, the championship game and uh, Big Ten championship game, but, uh, and the Rose Bowl is a reasonable consolation prize, but I was not happy that we went got the Peach Bowl. I'd been to Atlanta at this time of year, and when I did, I froze there. I, I suppose it's a nice city. I've never spent much time there, but, uh, a warmer, a warmer bowl would have been nice for a lot of people that travel to bowls, I think. You know, to your point, Andy, my problem with the current system is anytime you have voting, you know, it's more of a beauty contest than, than anything that's legitimate. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the criticism I, I make of like figure skating, okay? It's all what the judges think and, and it's, it's open to corruption and it's open to what you're looking for. And I am a firm believer and I've said this even before Coach Harbaugh mentioned it, is if you are in a Power 5 conference, you should know exactly what you need to do to make the college football playoffs before the season starts, okay? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that Urban Meyer is crying about the, you know, that the league championship game didn't do as much for the Buckeyes as perhaps he would have liked. Well, you know, I didn't want the college, I didn't want the league championship game to begin with, Okay. But what they told us oh. is, oh, this is one of the reasons the Big Ten gets overlooked at this time of year. So we put in the, the we put in the the conference championship game, and and people are still now I I hear other people than Urban Meyer saying, well maybe it's not a good idea, right? So I, I kind of so so again back to my point. If you're in a college, you know, if you're in the Power Five conference, if you win your conference, you should be in the playoffs. End of story. Okay, and that means that there should be at least an 18 playoff, I can live with a 16 playoff, okay, if you were to do some kind of plans and buys. But, again, and, and that means that if Ohio State lost to Northwestern in the championship game, oh, well, you had your shot, right? And right. Now, I, I am going to push back. You know, there are people who want 12 or 16 or 20, and, and, and at that point, I think you diminish the quality of the, the value of the regular season. 
But if, I, if you if you do something like that, you got to have more than eighty five scholarships. You got to have a bigger pool of players to to substitute in because a lot of them are going to get hurt. These are rough games, and if somebody gets hurt every game. These people have to play over hurts that other people couldn't stand to play over. So uh, it's asking. It's not fair. It wouldn't uh, to expand it so big would not be fair to the kids that have to play the games. And, and to that point, Andy, you know what? When, when I've talked to players, you never. I have never heard somebody say they wouldn't want to play more games in the playoff scenario. The games they uh-huh. don't the games they don't care for are I call the preseason or the non conference games. There's yeah. enough of those. So like you said, you're you're gonna have to modify the, the season a little bit. Um, you know. So so I think that that's what's interesting. I've never heard a player say, you know, once they you know, in any kind of playoff scenario or bowl scenario that, that they're not excited about it. Now, the early season games, you know, those first three or four games, eh, you know, you can you can tell the the players are are not so excited about that. Um, you know, and, and here's the other point where, like, say for example, you know, people will criticize. Well, yeah, but if Ohio State loses to Northwestern, is that really fair to Ohio State? Well, listen, if all that matters is that you win your conference, right? Well, you know, if you have a game or two, and again, we're, we're talking about reducing those those preseason games, right? The non-conference. Well. If basically all that matters is your conference, you could play a butt-kicking, snot-kicker of a, of a non-conference schedule, right? Because you'd want to play a tough game to get ready for your conference, right? So yep. I, I think that there, there's a plus to doing something like that. But again, under, yeah. so, so under the current system, I think it, sorry, I, I think it sucks that the Big Ten didn't get a, a team in the championship. But again, considering the up and down season Ohio State had, you know, and then you have Notre Dame sitting there, which always gets preferential treatment, which is another bug up my butt. I, I hate that, but you know, it, yeah, it is I do what too. it is. I do too. I agree with you very much on that. Notre Dame does get preferential treatment. They did. They did to get into this. But what about Georgia with a couple of losses? Eh? Or was it Oklahoma? I can't remember. My memory sometimes fails. Old people are like that. So, but that's but, the thing. I, I think the easiest way is, you know, you you win your conference, you get in, okay, and then you have a couple more slots to to let people, you know, let a committee complain because because listen, okay, college football loves that people are are debating who should be in right now. It it, it gives you something to argue about, something to complain about, something to you know people to, oh, to complain that, about absolutely. at the bar and and online. So again, just put and seats before the TV. Let the five in. Have another three, four, however you want to do it, plans, and uh, that gives Notre Dame some place to, to slide in, just to get their butt kicked. Um, you know, so make everybody happy to see Notre Dame lose. So, so, so that, that's that's about it. Um, so, Andy, do you have any final thoughts on any topics? Yes, I'm going to watch this game of interest to see how the coaches do. I think I know how the players are going to do. I think they're going to go into this game and play hard. Oh, one thing I learned today, too, is that Bredesen is coming back. Yep, I heard that. So that, As that, it should I be. That's helpful. 
anyway, I, I wish Michigan all the luck. We're going to follow them, and when we learn something, we're going to be saying it over this podcast. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGlobal.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.